What's up, everybody? This is the Startup Catalyst podcast brought to you by Sultan Ventures, the show where we interview entrepreneurs and investors on the stories and catalysts of their startup successes and failures. I'm your host, Luke Tucker. Today's episode, we welcome Emilia Chagas from Content Tools. In this show, you're going to learn a little bit of Emilia's background, being a content expert, launching her business from Brazil. She went through 500 startups in Silicon Valley and what it's like working from beautiful Floripa in Brazil. Amelia is a maven of content, and we get into some super specific tips, including the five elements of a stellar content strategy. So whip out that notepad, get ready to take some notes, and enjoy my conversation with Amelia Chagas. Well, Amelia, it's great to have you on the Startup Catalyst podcast. Thanks for joining me from afar in Brazil. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We are both in beautiful parts of the world, not to make our, our listeners super envious, but tell me about where you're, where you're calling from right now. Well, I'm calling from Content Tools uh, House. It's, uh, we are in Floripa, Brazil. It's a small island down south Brazil, surrounded by more than 40 beaches. And uh, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful day right now. Um, we have a sunny day, a blue sky. Uh, so a, a beautiful garden <laughs> where we <laughs> work. So, yeah, not bad at all. I know. I know. Like we'll we'll chat a little bit later on in our conversation about how Hawaii, you know, dubs itself in some ways as startup paradise. And I think you can definitely rival us. We have a lot of the same quality of life uh, opportunities, and uh, obviously gorgeous. Um, just being outside, and it's such an inspiration. I'm sure. True. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well. Emilia, I'd love to just hand it over to you at the beginning to um, kind of get a little bit of your personal story, your background. How did you come to found content tools and, and why are you so passionate about uh, content marketing? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you and your listeners. And, uh, yeah, I'm a journalist. Um, I graduated a couple of years ago <laughs> and I, I used to work with content marketing. Uh, I'm a content manager for over eight years. So, um, I worked with uh, big companies and small companies, startups, and in all of these places, I've always noticed the same types of problems when companies approach content marketing it's usually uh, not as smooth as journalists have uh, in newsrooms. So when you are in a newsroom, you usually have a process, usually have uh, some organization regarding content. And when you go to a company and do the same, it's kind of messy. It's not the core business. So creating content is not the core business of most companies. And right mm -hmm. now it's so important, right? We yeah. have a, a different world ahead of us. Uh, people are, uh, they are consuming a lot more of information. They, they want information before they, they make a purchase decision. And companies that deliver this information, that share their knowledge, they are ahead. They are ahead in the purchase decision uh, journey. So it's very, very important and very strategic for most companies that need to acquire attention and leads and more business opportunities online. 
but at the same time, it's so new. So when you see um, a content marketing strategy within a company, you usually see also a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions, a lot of process issues. And I lived that um, myself as a content manager in in many companies. And when I noticed that it wasn't just my problem, it was a problem within the entire industry, I wanted to change that. I want to solve that problem so bad. And I fell in love with that problem, to be honest. And I looked for help uh, within other uh, entrepreneurs. And we had here in Floripa a group of great entrepreneurs uh, getting together to, uh, to, to build. Uh, I started a builder of sorts. And I went after them and I pitched my idea to them that I wanted to solve this problem, this content marketing pro- process problem. And they were all in. They, they really helped me uh, building an MVP and we, we ran this MVP here in Brazil. And then we noticed that it wasn't a problem only in Brazil. <laughs> it's a problem global-wide. All over, so, yeah. Yeah, so we went to 500 startups. Uh, we were part of their acceleration program last year and we brought this, uh, this, this product, uh, content tools, a platform to streamline the entire content creation process, uh, distribution, uh, analysis. Uh, we, we brought that to the US and we target SMBs. This is our main target and that's different in the US as well. We saw that there were other content marketing platforms out there, and they are great, but they are targeting Fortune 1000, they're targeting Fortune 2000 companies, enterprise. But what about mid-sized companies? They are the ones that need a content marketing platform the most because they have few resources and they have to scale fast. So that's why we thought Content Tools had a perfect target, not only to Brazil when, where we started, but to all over the globe. And we've been growing since. So appreciate the, the background there. That's pretty exciting for you. And, and uh, before we get into like just some of the metrics and the traction you guys have had on the business side, maybe if you can just provide that that quick nuts and bolts description of what the product is or does like for maybe for those that aren't as familiar with the content marketing process how does this uh you know yourself being a a seasoned uh, content marketer how does this like just be like this is exactly what i've been looking for yeah, uh, it's something that we hear a lot from our uh, our customers, from uh, people that we talk to, content managers, especially uh, our main, uh, our heroes are the content managers. <laughs> they yeah. are the ones struggling the most with content marketing process. And uh, if they are uh, working with a digital agency or even a mid-sized company, usually they are they have this the, the the following process. They will talk to their team through emails, sometimes a different um, a communication platform like Slack uh, or others, mm-hmm. uh, and they receive a lot of content also through these uh, these platforms, emails and Slack, etc. Uh, they will edit. They will uh, use other uh, other. Uh, I mean, uh, other softwares to to edit content and they use a lot of spreadsheets to organize. Sometimes they have uh, a calendar 
for or to organize their uh their strategy, their distribution. Sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. And they do most of that uh, using their um, the resources they, they have access to. And that's a bit messy. They, they, they miss a lot of time. They lose a lot of time doing that using different tools. So our approach is to have a all-in-one software, all-in-one platform where the content manager can grab his morning cup of coffee, go to content tools, <laughs> and have most of the process really streamlined, communication centralized, all the workflow is automated, all the distribution he can do using content tools as well with an intelligent uh, content calendar. And it's a lot more smoother. So we can automate up to 65% of the process for this content manager. So he can really focus on what matters the most, their strategy, uh, bringing more and better, especially better content out there and not worrying so much with the process. Oh, is this piece of content? Is this article or ebook or social media post? Is this approved already? Uh, who is working on this right now? Uh, these are common questions when you mm -hmm. talk to a content manager. And if they have content tools, they don't have these questions. It's pretty transparent. Yeah. Well, as uh, I'm a huge fan of content marketing, uh, obviously, and um, you know, tell all of our startups how important it is. And every aspect of a business in many different ways has some sort of content fundamentals, not just the content marketing engine and how important that is for demand generation activities and sales and B2B. But would love to um, you know, have you tell a little bit to our audience about who's using your product today and, and what some of your uh, metrics like. How have you guys been growing? Yeah. So we started uh, last year, we launched our uh, the global uh, uh, product last year. Uh, so a couple months ago, it, it's not been uh, a full year since we, uh, since we were better yet. Uh, and we've been growing 50% month over month since. Uh, we have customers both in the U.S., in Brazil, Mexico, Portugal, and uh, Israel and other many other countries. Uh, we target, of course, our main uh, market is the U.S., is where we see most of our opportunities. And we have great customers like um, Zendesk, Rich Local, Click Software, and great companies like these. Uh, HubSpot is also a partner and a, cust and a customer for us. It's many people ask us, oh, so your platform is like HubSpot? And we, <laughs> HubSpot's a great company and they, they focus on marketing automation. It's a whole other deal. And we, we see that way. We uh, serve uh, HubSpot customers. To use HubSpot, you need to have content, a lot of content mm -hmm. to push and to, you know, and to have metrics to look at. Otherwise, you, you won't have a very good use of HubSpot. So to do all that and to fill your marketing funnel, pushing a lot of content, if you don't organize yourself, you don't have a, pr a production uh, streamlined, it can be really messy. So that's the problem we're solving. We're solving uh, the fuel problem <laughs> for the for the machine that is HubSpot and others uh, other marketing automation platforms. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's fantastic. And uh, obviously, as a content um, company, you've written some great content yourselves. Um, and one one article that uh, stood out to me and would love to have you kind of maybe walk through um, just just high level, uh, the five essential elements of a content strategy. So kind of lay it out for our listeners. Uh, what, what are some of these uh, really great tidbits that you can provide to how they can think about a content strategy for their business? Sure. Yes. Happy to. Uh, there are five uh, elements to a content strategy. And one thing that we think helps the most after seeing hundreds of companies uh, and helping hundreds of, cust- uh, of companies uh, streamline their content productions and having like the, 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 uh, we are lucky to to be able to uh, look into these companies' strategies and and see the benchmark and and see how they how they, uh, they perform. We noticed that the companies that perform the most, the better, the the better. Uh, I mean, when a company has all their um, content marketing planned, uh, it's when they have also the best performance. Mm-hmm. So it's. Two things are very connected. So once you approach content marketing uh, thinking that it's like jazz, <laughs> you're playing jazz, yeah. uh, the results won't come as easy. It won't be that easy. But if you really like, if you write your your <laughs> your music, then you play, then you have a great sound. So uh, in content marketing is like that. So one thing they 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 have to do. Uh, first things first is to research their buyer persona. And buyer persona is such a, it's like a, a huge name in content marketing. Everyone talks about it and it seems like a given, but it's really not. Uh, it's not that easy, especially if you're working in a startup or medium-sized businesses. Sometimes you're creating content and you don't think about who am I talking to or, or who is this person I'm, I'm trying to engage in conversation and having a good knowledge about your customers is the first step and that having this good knowledge knowledge about your, your customer is not that that hard either we think oh but it's i have to to run this huge uh research and i have to have a, a lot of data it's actually pretty simple if you interview uh, five up to 10 customers tops. So five customers, six, seven, it's, it's really about a quality interview. So you go deep into their behavior, go deep into what they think and how did they walk through your journey from mm-hmm. the moment they felt the need to the moment they, 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 they thought, okay, this is the product, this is the service I'm purchasing. So all this walk and you understand the needs they had into this uh, space, every micro decision they made, you have your content material, you have your topics right there. That's where you have to serve your content to solve every micro decision, every question your customer had from the moment they noticed it, they needed to change something, they they had this different problem, this need within their companies or within their own lives that they needed to change, to the moment they decided you were the one to help them do that. So this is the first step. 
like resolving and and uh, going deep into your buyer persona. The second thing is going deep into what you want <laughs> as a company, as a startup. What mm-hmm. is your goal? And uh, about goals, it's really interesting because you have many options. When you approach content marketing, you can uh, use content marketing. Many companies do that to create brand awareness, right? So, and many startups do that. Oh, I'm creating content because I want my customers to uh, know my, uh, my company's name. No one knows me, so I have to create awareness. It's great, but at the same time, it's a big, big effort. And it doesn't bring results on the same amount of, uh, how can I say, the effort results equation. It doesn't add up. So yeah. one thing that I think it's really interesting for startups to uh, that are starting with content marketing is to actually reverse thinking about their business, what they need the most right now, sometimes it's surviving, <laughs> sometimes requiring <laughs> customers. So if you really need bottle of the funnel results, you shouldn't be creating content to fulfill your top of the funnel uh, goals. So uh, think really deep about your business goals and create content to fulfill that. So sometimes for startups, you have to think to reverse your your marketing funnel and create content bottom up. And that's okay. That's Mm. really okay. And big companies, when you have a a great market share, you can create content for brand awareness. And that's, I mean, that's uh, the way to go. Uh, so yeah, so by buyer personas, goals, and then you really have to put together a team. That's another uh, another step. And putting together a team can be also challenging for a startup. Sometimes it's like me, the founder. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the team, <laughs> and I'll do everything at content marketing regarding content marketing. I'll be the one writing, I'll be the one planning, I'll be the one distributing, I'll be the one analyzing, I'll be the one doing everything. And that's okay uh, if you understand that you'll be wearing different hats all the time. Uh, So once you write, you have to change hats and um, do your content manager job as uh, understanding if this piece of content is uh, really okay with your strategy, and creating all the uh, the organization of that content for web and also distributing, et cetera, et cetera. So putting together a team. And if you do have some more resources, one thing that is interesting right here is to have different people doing different uh, jobs. And these five jobs that I mentioned are the main ones. Someone has to plan, someone has to create, someone has to edit, Um, and audit also content, someone has to distribute and someone has to analyze results. So these are the the five main uh, jobs in a content marketing team. And after you put together a team, you also have to think deep about channels. So uh, choosing your, your distribution channels is right now just or more, even more important than creating content. We yeah, are in the, yeah. the moment where uh, it's not, um, not the amount of content I publish, it's the channels I use to make them, uh, to make the right people see this content at the right time. 
So once you have your uh, team together, you thought about your buyer personas and your goals, uh, it's time to talk about distribution. You, right now, it's so much important to it's so important to have your distribution channels figured out. It's even more important than having your content being created, which is crazy, I know, because you think content marketing, you'll create content and it's all people will come, right? <laughs> it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. So you really have to think about how will people find content and find this piece of content, each piece of content, when they most need that. So uh, thinking about that, you can uh, have your growth marketing in and you, you can have your channel testing in and you will um, figure it out what are the best channels for you for each part of the marketing funnel to attract new visitors. Once you already have visitors, what is the channel to bring them into uh, turning into leads? Uh, once you already have leads, how will we make them, them go further and uh, request our or a trial or maybe download our app and become opportunities to us. And once they do that, how will we use content to turn them into paying users, into customers? So uh, having different channels for different goals, different uh, uh, moments of your marketing funnel is really, really important in your uh, content marketing strategy as well. Awesome. So we got buyer personas, goals, team, channels. What's the, um, what's the next one? Okay, the next one is uh, when we think about messaging. So one thing that I, I talk, especially to startups, we think so much about our core purpose, about <laughs> why we are different in this market, why we deserve a spot in this market, in this industry we're, we're disrupting. So this core purpose of your company, it has to be present in your content marketing. People are looking uh, for you for a reason. You exist for a reason. So this reason, it should be in every piece of content you create. Uh, so that's why uh, when startups approach content marketing through uh, just curation of content, uh, I... I, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of sad about that because you're not creating anything new, you know? You have an opportunity to create your own voice, to create your message, to bring information and, and knowledge that this person, your customer, doesn't have yet. And right. you have this information, you have the knowledge, you're the guy, so you should be the one bringing that up. Uh, you should be bringing uh, original content up. And everyone, I mean, as a founder, we all know what makes us so different in our market. So um, we know also what our customer wants but is not getting yet, and they will with us. So this message is really important. Yeah, totally. And I, it's so much more fun, honestly, to write content that way and, and have, uh, you know, your personality and, and brand. And it's just, uh, such a greater yield on that. Obviously, a good part of a mix probably includes curation, but you got to add value, right? You know, have, a, yes. have an opinion that's, in the narrative. Totally, totally. But that's not the main, uh, that's not the meat of the sandwich. <laughs> that yeah. can end up flavor, but it's not like the, the, the real deal, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, those are some awesome tips, and we'll, we'll make sure and link to some other great content. I know you guys have some awesome stuff on your site. Um, just to um, kind of change topics here, 
Um, you know, you're, you're located in Brazil, obviously, you know, uh, Sultan Ventures and, and we're based out of Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, you know, these are obviously not necessarily tech hubs as would be traditional um, to d- determination. So uh, just wanted to kind of throw a question over to you. Do you see um, any advantages, I guess, for building in a smaller tech hub like where you're at in Brazil? Yeah, totally. Uh, right now, here we are the second most favorite city for entrepreneurship in Brazil. Uh, São Paulo, of course, is the first one because, mm-hmm. I mean, so many people are there and so many companies. And uh, 20, 25% of the Latin America market is, is in São Paulo. So, oh, uh, wow. of course, it's the first hub for entrepreneurship. Uh, but Floripa is the second one. And we are really small. I mean... We have the same amount of people, um, I I mean, half of the people that live in San Francisco uh, is the same uh, here. So 400,000, something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's not a big city, not at all. Uh, You can still have a great life quality living here. And at the same time, uh, tech is the first economy of the city. It's the first uh, uh, revenue generation for, for the city hall, etc. And it's growing pretty fast as well. We have so many tech companies installing here. And it's it has to do with the history of the city because it's an island. You cannot have, according to the local laws, you cannot have full industries here. But mm. tech is a clean industry. So you can have tech companies here. Uh, so it's been for a while. It has its own um, history in uh, growing from hardware to, to desktop software and now to, to the cloud. And a lot of startups are either uh, forming themselves here, which is our case. And another case is coming here to, with their teams to work from Floripa. Uh, and one thing that we tested out once we launched last year in the U.S. was... If our, our headquarters are in San Francisco, we have our mm. business development, we have investors there, uh, and we tested having our operations there throughout the entire year last year, and it didn't add up. So we, we thought, in, since we serve small and medium business, and most of our acquisition is through content, through inbound, it's everything's done online. Um, so we didn't have to actually be there. Developers and salespeople didn't have to be there. We brought everyone here to Floripa. So right now we have a, uh, it's a melting pot. <laughs> we have people yeah. from the US, Italy, Portugal, uh, Brazil, of course, working from Floripa. It's a global team serving a global market. It's yeah. very much fun. It has its challenges, of course. Next year, we want to go remote first. And uh, I've been talking to people in other companies that have started uh, locally and then uh, and then grew to remote first, such as Trello, and their experience is awesome. And we're learning a lot from them. And yeah, we should look for 2017 because it will be a big year. Awesome. Uh, and I know you guys had, um, you know, your experience with 500 startups. Like, how did, um, how did that go for you guys? And, and what was that like for you? 500 is a great, great family. It's, uh, it's crazy how it turned our business uh, upside down in a great way uh, because you have access to more than 1,000 people and they are like the, the most admirable uh, mentors you can have. Uh, they are people that are 
they, they are the best in their uh, in their expertise fields. People from Google to LinkedIn to other um, other great uh, tech companies in Silicon Valley that really are wanting to connect to founders that are just starting. Uh, mm-hmm. So we had a lot to learn from this network. And the network 500 brings up to the game, it's the best. It's really the best. It's the, the best asset uh, founder uh, that is raising a, a global company can have. Uh, so it's, it's, it was a great experience. And it's not only about the time when you are in the acceleration program, it's uh, after that as well. We can all, always reach out to them and uh, have their network uh, come up and help us in different fields. I mean, from community management to uh, taking a look at our sales process and uh, we can benchmark with them all the time. It's great. That's awesome. So, well, I'd love to have you, you alluded to it a little bit uh, a minute ago, but 2017 being an exciting year coming down. Uh, what's next? Like, what are some new product things or what are you really excited about for content tools? Yeah, we have our product vision pretty uh, streamlined. We know where we want to get. And right now it's time for our product uh, team to get us there. So it's uh it's pretty pretty exciting to think about next year when we'll have our full uh product uh being delivered by the second to the third quarter we'll have our four pillars complete right now we have three of these four pillars complete and the fourth one just beginning it's the it's more uh, of the analytics uh, part within your content strategy. So we want to bring more and more insights and uh, help the content manager not, o- not only save time, but get even smarter when they approach content marketing. And we want to, to do that within content tools. So it will be a very exciting year regarding our product and also regarding our growth strategy. So we are putting together a great growth team to acquire even more customers and keep on growing. That's excellent. Well, Amelia, I thank you so much for, for joining me. Uh, I've been super impressed. Just uh, obviously we were uh, connected through uh, Pedro Sorrentino, uh, you know, past guest on the show. Uh, you know, he definitely, um, you know, spoke to your ability and charisma and the awesome things you guys are doing and, and just look forward to, um, you know, hearing your continued success. So good luck with everything. Look forward to uh, heading down to Floripa myself and uh, maybe hanging out at the Content Tools house. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you, thank you, Emilia. Great info indeed. Awesome to have you on the show sharing your knowledge. Hey gang, please share this episode, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Mucho mahalos there. This is the Startup Catalyst podcast brought to you by Sultan Ventures. I'm your host, Luke Tucker, signing off. And tune in next Thursday when we welcome Ross Baird, CEO of Village Capital. 